Sweet Talk is a weekly 20-minute podcast brought to you by the Continuing Education Workforce Training Division of Idaho State University's College of Technology. This podcast is part of our continuing outreach efforts, and the format is conversation. We're having conversations with businesses, professionals, entrepreneurs, community agencies, and in all cases, difference makers. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So subscribe today. Take 20 minutes and hear from people living in your community who are making a difference in your community. It's time to get started with Sweet Talk. Hello, everyone. This is Jason Batalden, uh, the Assistant Director here at Continue Education Workforce Training uh, at Idaho State University. Um, and Paul, how are you today? Fine, Jason. How are you doing? You know what? I'm not doing too bad today. I it just, it's it's a nice day. It's uh, the, It'd probably be hot, but it's summer, so it's kind of supposed to be. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. You know. And, and- and uh, today, um, uh, as of this recording, it's a uh, it's Friday today. Yep. So we're leading into uh, the weekend, and which yep. is always a plus. I, I I'm kind of looking forward to that. Um, so yes. yeah, it's a great night nice <clears throat> Friday morning, and this is a great time to do a podcast recording because we're all kind of up. Right. Well, and here's the other thing. I want to throw a plug in. Ready? Ready. Uh, registration for the fall semester opens on Monday, August second. Okay. Now, I recognize that this podcast will be posted after that date, so that's cool, but please uh, be sure to check out. We have a great lineup of uh, classes um, and trainings uh, this fall semester. Um, we are back to full bore. Um, a lot of the classes uh, had to take a little bit of time off due to some COVID issues, but um, we're back offering um, full allotment um, of different classes. So be sure to check out our website um, at cetrain.cetrain at isu.edu or our website would be cetrain.isu.edu and um, download our catalog, check out uh, all class listings um, because it's exciting. Yeah. Again, it's a basically this is kind of a marker for us you know it's kind of a this is like the mark that hits going hey the fall is coming and we're going full steam into the next next well you know what would be the university semester but also uh will mean that uh people are will be returning back to campus soon yeah and by the way to that end uh we have a very special guest on our show today um and we're here to talk about one of our programs that starts up in the fall um, and the program is unique because you can only register for this class in the fall. It's an all year round class. And so we have the exciting here, Bailey Chambers. Um, Bailey, I'll let Paul introduce you officially, but I just kind of want to point out, um, you have been uh, around Sweet as an employee for quite some time, and this is a new job title for you. Yes. So um, I know you totally handed it off to Paul to introduce me, but I'll talk about myself for a minute. So yeah, I started here in the spring of 2019. Um, It was kind of a random occurrence. I came as a testing proctor, but uh, to help Paul out with some state testing for his apprenticeship program. And we got talking and he just saw this potential in me. 
and offered oh. me a job to be his intern um, or a student worker for that summer. It was only going to be a super temporary thing. And then it just bled in for two years later. And now I got a new opportunity with continuing education um, to be the apprenticeship advisor slash co-coordinator along with Paul. So it was, so I've been here for a little over two years now, but I have been in this position for about a month and a half. So. Very cool. Very cool. Paul, what, what, what inspired bringing on this co-coordinator for the apprenticeship program? And, and maybe give us a little bit background. What is the apprenticeship program? Okay. So the apprenticeship program, um, I, for those of you out there that don't aren't aware what an apprenticeship is. Apprenticeship basically is a training program for, um, in many cases, the trades, but it could almost be any type of uh, career. But in this case, it's the trades. Uh, Idaho has three licensed trades that they have apprenticeship programs for, or um, the electrical, plumbing, and HVAC technician. And what it boils down to is two parallel paths that uh, apprentices must follow for a four-year period. And that those paths include uh, on-the-job training, meaning a job. They are employed as that in that specific field, uh, doing work you know, on a daily basis, um, making a paycheck. Um, and they're getting that on-the-job training from their um, uh, supervisor or journeyman that um, is watching over them as they learn. Also, uh, requirement for that, that, uh, that other path, uh, parallel path is uh, classroom related training. They need to go to school um, each year um, and get a minimum of 144 hours of classroom related training. Uh, so, you know, they're following these, these two paths for four years. And the reason why the apprenticeship is structured this way is because, you know, in many cases, they're learning things on the job that they don't kind of understand what the theory is. They know, you know, they're just going through the motions because they're doing it as a, a you know, as a, a, just a task on the job. But when, the, when they um, learn something in the classroom, they have an aha moment going, oh, that's why we're doing this in, you know, on the job. Same true on the opposite side is uh, sometimes they are, they've learned a theory in class and then they're doing it uh, a practical work experience on the job and they have another aha moment and that's the whole point is for the on the job training and the classroom training to kind of reinforce each other uh, and again the another benefit of the apprenticeship program is typically someone's coming into these programs with little or no skill so these are great ways of someone entering into a career path who has no training whatsoever to begin with. So uh, Bailey, you you come on as the co-coordinator. Co mm -hmm. um, what what is how, what is your role in this? So I am co-coordinator and advisor. I am going to chart trying to bridge the gap between us and employers, employers to future students. Um, at least that's the goal in the end. Um, I want employers to know who we are. And so if they are looking for future employees, um, they can contact us and hopefully we can find someone for them. And we're also hoping to outreach to future students, um, let them know what our program is about. And if they're looking for positions, we might be able to hook them up with employers to at least get interviews with them. So they either can get practice with the interviews or even 
hopefully land a potential job with them to help them through the program. And so that's my position is I'm helping bridge that gap between everyone. Well, and the, the reality is, and, and I think both you and Paul can speak to this, but um, the demand uh, for uh, skilled, um, qualified, and capable in workers in the trades has uh, been increasing. Uh, maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit here, Paul, but exponentially over the last few years. Yeah, the construction industry as a whole has kind of uh, blown up over the last couple of years, um, and the demand um, is far outweighing the workforce that is out there that can can um, meet it. In fact, um, there's a shortage of uh, tremendous shortage of workers in all these fields currently, um, and so we have a, a great demand from employers for um, the training of you know the the three fields. Uh, and we're try just trying to meet that demand. We're, and hopefully um, part of the reason why um, we brought Bailey on uh, is to, it's a grant position also. I just want to mention that it's a grant position and we're trying to fulfill, you know, trying to increase numbers. And that's the whole point is increasing the number of people in these programs so that they can satisfy the need that industry has. But the importance of Bailey's position is to create relationships with the employers so that we can not only get more people into the program, but hopefully have more people who successfully complete the program. That's right. Well, and I think um, the demand, uh, I mean, you know, in the trade business and the more uh, the demand as the work has increased and the need for more employees has increased, uh, you have also adapted the program to kind of help meet that need, right? There's there's an online uh, component to this that is available uh, when necessary. Yeah, um, so we started this, and I want to emphasize this, um, um, that we started streaming the lectures live pre-COVID, meaning we did this before COVID happened. Uh, we were, for two years, we had been doing uh, streaming the lectures live, because we know that, uh, again, these gentlemen or women who are working out in the field are working out in the field. And sometimes it was difficult for them to come off of a job site, um, you know, prepare, you know, get something to eat sure. or, you know, meet household obligations and get into the classroom in a timely manner. Uh, so we said, hey, let's stream these lectures live so that they can participate in class at their home, which is. I can tell you right now, it has significantly increased attendance in the class. Um, the overall commitment to be there uh, live has uh, increased substantially in the last couple of years because you know it's easier for us, you know, a, you know, our students who are working, you know, day to day. Now they can get off of their job site, go home, eat dinner, and just participate in their class um you know and that again it's a benefit for us because it increases our success rate in the program but it also you know it's less of a burden on on a student who's already you know has that commitment of full-time job and family and and uh, all the other things that go on in their lives i gotta think bailey when you're talking to potential employers that that component of our program um and dare i say paul it's got to be a little bit unique um, I don't know of anyone else in the state that's that's offering that, but uh, I gotta say, Bailey, when you go talk to employers, that's probably a, a nice uh, selling point too, right? That 
that in those times of emergency, they, they, they can accommodate, uh, help their employer employees accommodate sometimes a demanding schedule. Yeah, so it helps both employer and employee in that sense of, well, if the employer needs him for 30 extra minutes, he's able to hold him for that 30 extra minutes instead of him like, oh, I have to leave right now, even though we're almost done to attend class and still make it here, not be late and disturb class that way. Well, this way he can just go home, watch, or they can just go home, watch the lecture and still be able to get that knowledge they need for their studies instead of like, well, I have to, or they have to, they don't also have to choose between school and their job. Right, so a lot yeah. of times they'll choose school, because not school, they'll choose their job because it's money. They need the money to support themselves, support them family. Mm-hmm. And it's just another route for them to take that they can do both. Um, so they can still work, make their money and attend class that they have to attend to finish their um, four years and, um, and hopefully take their journeyman in the end. Yeah. It just helps, helps give them some buffer room to still achieve everything they need to do in their lives. Also, I, I, I want to point out that, uh, you know, a, a lot of the, um, you know, even though we're in Idaho, uh, a lot of the employers contract out of state and sometimes in different time zones. Now, not only do we stream the lectures live, but we also record those lectures. So even though in, in a student for number one, the student uh, may not be able to attend class on a regular time because they're just in a different time zone or, you know, it's a circumstance because they're away, they don't have the, uh, the ability to be there at classroom time. Um, they can actually, you know, watch those lectures from the instructors later on and number one, get the information that they need uh, to, for their weekly assignments, but also fulfill their classroom um, requirements for the number of hours that they need for classroom classroom time you know i i, I gotta tell you that 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 it to me is just a a really incredible um option and opportunity that uh we, we have available to us here at uh, suite here at isu um you know and paul i gotta give you credit uh, to you and your team you guys uh folks you folks came up with this idea you know pre-covid and um boy during covid uh this really made a made a big difference in your program it oh yeah transition a lot easier like i was talking to my parents and they were like how is this gonna affect your job i'm like it doesn't because yes i was gonna work from home but my actual job with this working with the students even when i was a student worker it it didn't affect it it was mm-hmm. they still were able to attend their classes we still held live sessions and we still recorded the lectures so no matter if the students could or could not attend because of work they still had options they didn't they didn't have to stop attending their school they didn't have to put their education on a halt like a lot of other programs probably had to do they were still able to go from point a to point b without any hesitation without stopping besides not coming to in-person classes anymore um but covid didn't really affect us too hard besides just the in-person part but we were set up pre-covid way better than some of even my college classes to go online. Yeah. And I, and I want to also stress what um, uh, another thing that Bailey indicated is um, we're not just online Um, prior to COVID and hopefully this fall uh, it's a hybrid class. So we have a live face-to-face classroom going on 
as they're streaming the lectures. So uh, students that feel that they're better learners or they have a better, um, they feel that they're more confident in learning the material being in the same classroom as an instructor, that, that is an option as well. So it's, uh, it's not that we're just online and we're just streaming. We do have a classroom uh, and the instructors there every, every week lecturing from that classroom and students are definitely invited to participate in the live classroom environment as well. Well, and there's some benefits, right? I think uh, we recognize too that, that we all learn different ways. And so, um, you know, having those classes recorded not only gives the opportunity to participate in the, the live, um, you know, the live class, uh, you know, sit in that classroom, um, share ideas and thoughts and ask questions. Uh, but then later during the week with that recording available, you can kind of go back through it and, you know, as, uh, you know, as you issues come up or you can always have a reference point. I mean, to me, you know, I'll, I'll use the word that everyone uses during COVID, but um, having this program set up to accommodate that particular you know, uh, way to help people learn, to help employers uh, keep their employees uh, to, to, you know, because you put a lot of time and energy into developing somebody um, in hopes that they will become a journeyman. Um, and you would hate to have the academics get in the way of that process. Um, and I got to say, Paul, um, way to pivot. <laughs> right? That's the COVID word. We pivoted. We pivoted and transitioned, you know, that's, and, and that, that was uh, a really benefit. Oh, Paul checked out on us. So oh, okay. I don't know what happens. Bailey, we'll let Paul jump back in, but we're not going to lose this conversation. Okay. I guess my question for you is, Bailey, this yeah. has been, can we talk a little bit just about you a little bit um, mm -hmm. as you transitioned into this new position? I mean, there's a, a new skill set that you have to learn as well. Yes. So um, I have to learn, uh, what's the words? I have I have to learn to talk to businesses and yeah. be like, we're here to help you instead of just being like, I want to help you. Tell me what you need. Like I need, I want to be there for them and I want them, I'm, I want to build the relationships with them. And I know it's going to be hard because I am a new face. They, I walked into a business last week and she was so, she was happy to see me. So it made me feel better, but she's like, I've never, she's like, she's like, how long have you guys been doing this? This is nice. And I was like, this is our first year. And so she, she's like, this is nice. And I know not every business or not everyone's going to be so accepting. So I was happy with my first one. Um, well, I, I think you, I think, it, and Paul, I didn't mean to cut you off. And by the way, folks, we did get Paul back. So <laughs> thanks for rejoining us, Paul. Yes, we love I, technology, I, but you know, so again, we pivot, we pivot yeah, transition. No, I, pivot. I was only gone for a second. I was yeah, only gone right, for a second. Right. Um, no, I, 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 I think uh, Bailey, yeah, she had her first outing and I think it was, uh, it made a nice connection. And I, th I think that, um, you know, everyone's busy. So she'll have different um, receptions going to uh, different businesses. But I think overall, I think the fact that we demonstrating that we uh, care about the program, uh, we care about the success of the students, ultimately, who their success helps the employer become successful as um, a, uh, a benefit to everybody. Uh, so right. I'm, again, I'm hoping that we can make those connections or Bailey can help us make those connections uh, so that we can better serve the community and maybe hopefully make a, a maybe even uh, make uh, improvements that the industry needs to our program. 
Sure. And I guess that Bailey, your, your, your experience last week, I think speaks to something else uh, as busy as we are. And we are busy. One of the things that helps when we are busy is to have someone okay, come in and say, how can I help you? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, you're not coming in saying, Hey, can you give me this? Or can I have this? Or don't you support this? You're coming in and say, Hey, we have resources. We have opportunities. We recognize the need in our community. And we, this is what we would like to do to help you. Um, and I bet that as busy as someone is, I think that message resonates, um, especially with busy people. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I care so greatly for our students and I love seeing the success like towards the end of the year when we're sending out certifications and I'm like, if this one student took this one exam, they will pass this class. If they just took it and we're trying to, you know, we're opening up assignments where we want, I love seeing success. I love seeing the pass rate go up every year. Like I want to help our students. I want to help our employers because if we build that connection with their employers, it'll help the students because it's going to be like two it's going to be like two entities helping these students and so those students know that they're cared for from both parties instead of just mm-hmm. kind of split and like well they care about me in this way but you know school's a different thing and i that's another reason i want to build that relationship is to care for the students and give them more opportunities and know that we do want we want the best for them we right. want them to pass we want them to go all four years and get their journeyman and yeah. create a great career for them so um, confession time. Um, so I took over this program um, about four, four years ago. And when I took over this program, the previous director of our uh, department, um, Jeff Huff, came to me and said, hey, Paul, um, the, Joanne Wren, who was running the program at the time, is going to retire in a couple of years. You need to take over this program. Um, don't worry. She starts it up in the in the in the fall, and she closes out in the spring. And during the middle part of the year, um, the instructors are teaching. And you don't have to do anything. Um, and that's the way I was. That's the way I was told the program runs, mm-hmm. and that's the way I took over the program, and um, and that's the way I ran it for the first first year. Um, was I, I hands off? I I just created the classes. Uh, I made sure my instructors were in place. And then when it started, I walked away. And then at the end, I came in and I saw who succeeded and who failed. And I did up my certificates and I sent them out. And that's what I did. Um, and then we got a new director, um, Gary Salazar. Um, and Gary came to me one evening because I, I, what I was doing was I, I had set up uh, some streaming for the first time ever. And I was here late one night because I, we just started it. So I was the one watching the classes, monitoring them. And Gary came to me one evening because uh, he was here late. And he sat there and says, what are you doing to help your students succeed? And I went, what do you mean? Uh, and he said, well, what do you do to help them succeed? I said, I have a class. I, <laughs> you know, they, they take their tests. I like, what am I supposed to do to help them succeed? Well, do you... If someone's falling behind on their assignments, do you reach out to them? I go, no. And this was my really, really bad answer to him. They're grownups. They should know what they need to do. And he just looked at me and said, I think you should consider a different approach. And I really was, I really came away initially angry by this going, 
why would it be my job to help watch grownups who should know what they need to do? And that's, you know, so much extra time and effort is going to be involved in that. And that's, you know, do I, I, and the more I thought about it, the more I, I started thinking, what would happen if I, you know, kept more in, in track of how they were proceeding in their work? And what if I did reach out to them and say, why aren't you doing your assignments? So I started, you know, start small, going the ones that are really, really far behind. I had calling them going, hey, you haven't done your assignments. And they would, you know, tell me whatever excuse it is. And, you know, every excuse is valid because it's a different person in a different life. I'm not here to judge why you didn't do those assignments. Mm -hmm. But I started saying, well, what can I do to help you catch up on these assignments? And we would talk about it and I would start reopening up assignments for students that had fallen and I would give them the opportunity. And then funny thing happened. They, they started keeping up on the assignments. So, so the next year I started reaching out to more students who just fell up. Maybe they missed a couple of weeks and go, Hey, I noticed you missed oh. a couple of weeks. Oh. Yeah. I may have missed a couple of weeks. Would you, you know, would you like an opportunity to catch? And I found out, and I think Bailey will, will back me up. If you show them that you care, they start to care. Yep. 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 And I think, and that's kind of where, I mean, I know the timer went off, but I think that's a great point we want to end up is, is, uh, you know, I think speaking, um, having come into that after that transition has happened, uh, I think, you know, we've seen the benefits of that we, as a department, as a whole. Um, as a uh, apprenticeship program team, right? You and Bailey both, and and your instructors. Um, that message is be is uh, well communicated, and it's beginning to filter down to the students. We do care about your success, and I th- I can't think of a even a better title for this podcast, <laughs> other than uh, you know we care about your success. So yeah, I, that's I, a great I, point. I will chase my students. I will chase yeah. my students <laughs> to make sure that they succeed. Yeah, um, and I am right behind Paul with the evidence. Like they can still pass. <laughs> they like, can still do this. They can still do this. this. I, I know the time to get off, but I do want to make one final point before we, we leave. Yep. Um, Bailey had mentioned um, that the way we met was uh, she was proctoring a test um, for me. And, um, and that was just so, supposed to be a, 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 a testing for the state. And she came in and she was just proctoring it. And then I offered her a job. Well, I just want to clarify why I offered Bailey a job based on just you know, just watching her proctor a test because she, when she came in, she came in with questions. She came in and she stood there and she started asking me, what is this a test for? Why do they need to take this test? How long? And she started because she wanted clarifications before she started. And that's the key thing. And I think this is a takeaway that people should come away with. Ask questions. Because questions don't show your um, about things that you don't know. It proves that you have an an ability to learn or want more knowledge. And that in itself, her asking questions is the thing that made me go, 
this is the person I would love to work with because I know that they will always ask me questions. Yep. And that's why I offered her a position. I said, first of all, she showed up on time too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's, that's the thing that got me. It was she asked questions and that's impressed me the most because very rarely do people ask questions because they're so worried about um, seeming stupid or, you know, or they just make assumptions. Really, it's, that's the thing that got me was her right asking questions. Right on. So, Paul, with that being said, uh, Paul and Bailey both, why don't you guys share your contact information in hopes that uh, someone listening to this podcast or someone uh, in hopes that someone listening to this podcast, either they themselves um, are interested in uh, learning a trade or they know someone who is interested in learning a trade because um, they would want to get a hold of you. How, how can they do that? Okay, I'll go first. Um, so uh, if you want to uh, email me, you can email me at um, pdickey, um, P-D-I-C-K-E-Y, um, at isu.edu. And you can give me a call. My office line is 208-282-1077. Oh, and if, if you're a student, you actually get my cell, cell number because I make myself available to my students 24-7. Right on. Um, and if you want to email me, uh, my email is just baileychambers at isu.edu. Uh, it's B-A-I-L-E-Y-C-H-A-M-B-E-R-S um, at isu.edu. And then my office phone is going to be 208-282-3384. Very cool. Very cool. You guys, thank you for being on the show today. Um, and as always, please reach out to us. Uh, here at Continuing Education Workforce Training and let us know what we can do to help you be successful, right? Yes, please do. All right. Hey, Bailey, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, thank yeah. you for having me.